You are listening to the Whatsoever 168 Podcast with Jen Renault. Be nice and pass it along. Let the world hear the song you sing with your smile. Oh, be nice. Be kind. Welcome back. Holy guacamole. Can you believe it? It's been a little over a month since my last episode, and here we are in unprecedented times with hearts lifted to God, praying for our whole world and all who are wrestling with afflictions, challenges, sickness, and even, sadly, death. My family and I hold everyone in our daily and nightly prayers, so just be assured of our prayers for each and every one of you. But did you know, with all the scariness, with all the heaviness, with all the cabin feverness, I don't even know if that's even a word, it is now, but with all the cabin feverness, during these dark days, there is light in the darkness. There's beauty in the ashes. And while we are, you got to envision my air quotes here, while we're trapped at home, I'm truly relishing this time with my husband, John, with my kids and with my pets, especially with my new puppy, Blue. He's a little crazy, kind of like Bear, but just in a different way. But we're enjoying our time together. We're getting school done, chores done, projects done. I'm getting all those honeydews done. Thank you, honey. And I am enjoying nothing, literally almost nothing on my calendar. And I am especially enjoying this slowing down. I am. It's kind of like a factory reset of sorts, you know? And I know I'm not alone in needing this, but here we are now at episode 19. Can you believe it? Nearly six months into the launch of Whatsoever 168. And I don't know if you've subscribed yet, but if you haven't, please do so. Please share these with a friend. But here we are six months nearly into the launch of my podcast in the middle of a pandemic. And what do I find? I found even more beauty in my guest. This special lady with all of her Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, soap, social distancing, and everything short of a mask and snorkel and a suit of armor shared her afternoon. And I cannot wait for you to meet this amazing daughter, granddaughter, wife, mom to a sweet fur baby, teacher, crafter, theme park visitor, problem solver, fixer, lover of all things Disney, laughter seeker, and deliverer, and just an all-around great person, my friend. Courtney Droll. Here we are. It is a gloomy day, but it is about to get very sunshiny as I'm sitting here with one of my favorite people of all time. She's a grammar guru, which is probably one of the biggest reasons I really like her. She always makes me smile, and I want to give a big hearty shout out to my buddy, Courtney Droll. Courtney, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. We're sitting here with Courtney and her dog, Brownie aka Bonnie. Bonnie's her real name, but my daughter, who was in her class, decided to give her a different name. So we always joke. Actually, we have bet on what the dog's name is, and I think I lost. <laughs> Courtney's laughing because we have so many stories. We have so many background stories and things that we've done together. But before we get started and jump into your whatsoever project and your little ministry that is actually a really big ministry, I thought what we do today is have you share a little bit about yourself little bit about your background and then we'll jump into the rest of this. My name's Courtney. I was born and raised here in Brevard County. I attended a local Catholic school from pre-k to eighth grade and went on to high school and then UF. Go Gators! Yes, go Gators! Um, So I was fortunate enough to grow up in the same parish my whole life and then started going to church when we lived in Gainesville and became a part of a parish there. And then when we moved back, uh, got a job at a Catholic school, so became a part of that parish. And then 
eventually left that school and are now a part of our neighborhood parish. I know. <laughs> she left um, our school. We're so sad. Um, but now she's in a great school, doing well, and? And so I've had the blessing of being a part of different parishes and getting to see different, having different priests and just different people to share faith with. Oh, and I'm married <laughs> to my husband, Kyle. We love you, Kyle. <laughs> and yeah, we have our dog, Bonnie. And <laughs> so Courtney lives a fun life. She is a rabid gator fan. Well, sort of rabid gator fan, but she also likes... There's a little town over in Orlando. What's that place that you guys like to go to? Oh, Disney. Just a little bit. Only a little. We don't have anything in our house that's Disney at all. Like, None. Yeah. None at all. And like I said, she loves grammar, and she's imparted grammar even to the little kids that she taught back in the day. And so she and I have a lot of fun with some of the memes and the different cartoons and just when people speak and we'll just look at each other, and it's always a lot of laughs. But Courtney, you are doing some amazing things. I personally can speak to, but I thought that it'd be better if it came from you, if you'd share a little bit about your whatsoever project, the ministry that God has put on your heart right now, where you are in your life. So I am not really, I don't have like a very specific ministry. I'm more the person who I see a need and, and try to meet it and try to problem solve. Um, when Jen texted me that she wanted me to come on her show, I was like, wait a minute, I don't have any of these really cool ministries like some of your other guests. And in true Jen fashion, she told me to pray about it. <laughs> and so it came, it was on my heart the next morning when I was walking early. Um, just there's a lot of us out there who we don't necessarily have, a, we're not the leaders of the ministry. We're not the ones who are organizing or maybe starting something new, but we're seeing needs and we're meeting them. Or we're seeing a gap and we're trying to fill it and just trying to be there and support and to help those in need and so that's what i try to do and you also shared too that just recently your teacher your pardon me not your teacher your principal sent you sent you uh, on some training yes so it was actually kind of funny right before about a month ago um, my boss sent me to something called strengths training and so often we find ourselves what is my weakness what what do i need to improve on to make myself better um, but the whole point of this training was not to look at your weaknesses, but look at your strengths and build upon them. And it was kind of funny because my number one strength was problem solver. And so that just kind of fit right in with Jen asking me, you know, what is, would I come to the, on the podcast? What is my ministry? And it truly is just that see a need, meet a need, problem solving. Exactly. Yeah. And I've seen that firsthand. And I love that you said that because it made me think of St. Mother Teresa. She said, obviously, many years ago, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Right. And so when you, you say that see a need, fill a need, it's not about doing these big things. It's really about a bunch of these little things that I can do. And I know even just for me, and I'm a little bit partial here, but I know several years ago when you were still at our school, I was leading the confirmation retreat and we had these big signs with the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I think they were damaged or something happened. And I said, oh my gosh, I need this. What are we going to do? And the kids need the visual. And immediately next thing I know, you've got your cricket and do, 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 <laughs> and you work your magic. And Courtney's also an incredible crafter. And so these 
posters looked way better than anything I ever could have done. I would have done like stick figures and the letters would have been crooked and up and down like mountainous letters, but not the pretty kind. So definitely uh, a Mother Teresa inspiration there where it's not about you trying to do these massive things. God has it on your heart to do. These void, these, you know what I call them? It's more like um, when you have these bricks, right? So you have all these different ministries and they're bricks. And then you're like that mortar that comes in. Okay, how can I help you? How can I help you? I see you do that all the time. And I know that you do that. Even at your new school, even though you're not with us anymore, you had to go and leave and we're not bitter. Um, (laughs) So with this ministry, and I really was excited that you were honest about this ministry and your willingness to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because I know sometimes people will come on and they say, oh, well, I just do this or I just do that. And I'm not really fond of the just, Mm -hmm. but I love that you are willing to come on because there's so many people that are trying to figure out where do I fit in? But what you're doing is monumental to ministry and being part of the body of Christ because we don't need 20 heads. You know, we need a head and arms and feet and a nose and and all that. And you're filling that void of, okay, where am I needed? And let me go ahead and fill that need, right? Mm -hmm. And so with that in mind, do you have any specific goals with this fill in the gap ministry? My goals are really just to make sure that I never stop helping. Like I don't become complacent and think that the world doesn't need my help or that I don't need to be an active like participating citizen either in our church community or our home community and so that's my my goal is just to make sure that I don't ever become complacent or that I don't stop helping right as I'm looking at Courtney (laughs) I just have to smile because I go all the way back to years ago uh, she doesn't know that I'm going to share this story but years ago my daughter riley she's the one who has down syndrome she was getting ready to go into third grade is that right third grade i know i'm getting old all and it's all (laughs) three kids it's all blending together i don't know how these two people do this who have a lot of kids but anyhow she's getting ready to go into third grade and i find out we're getting a new teacher at our school and i thought oh my gosh good gravy so i go into the principal's office at the end of the school year over the summer and i said listen who is this new person this person's not invested in my kid and she's on a right track right now we finally got a little bit of momentum going on because you know kindergarten first grade might have been a little bit tough we were just getting going second grade and so i was concerned that this new third grade teacher was not going to be invested and so the principal said to me oh when i hired this young lady you're going to love her i kind of hired her with with riley in mind and i was like whoa 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 it is not all about riley the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few but who'd you hire so she ended up giving me Courtney's email address. So I went home and I constructed this email and I proofread it 80 times because I didn't want to come across snarky or belittling or anything like that. I really wanted to just say, hey, I, I would love to meet with you and discuss these shots. Well, anyhow, I get this email back within the hour and I looked at my husband and I read it and I said, Riley's going to have a fantastic year. I already knew just from Courtney's response. So I was already excited. We ended up setting up a meeting. So Riley and I go up to the school and we're waiting to meet this new teacher and up walks this 12-year-old little girl. (laughs) And I find out that this 12-year-old little girl is going to be Riley's teacher. And I just started laughing and I was like, oh my gosh, how awesome. This is what people were saying about me when I first started teaching. Mm -hmm. It's like, you look so young. I'm like, whatever, I'm I'm the boss in this classroom. (laughs) 
So we met and I was, of course, put at ease even further. I was so excited. She had already had goals and uh, her own way of attacking the, what do you guys call that, differentiation? Yep. And uh, you can see I've been out of education for a while. And I was just super excited. And I, I sat down with her and I said, now listen, Courtney, whatever you do, don't laugh at any of her jokes because this kid <laughs> thinks she's funny. And so lo and behold, my daughter decides to try her. But this is how Courtney and I met. And it's so funny that we're sitting here today, all these, what, five, six years yeah. later. And, and I watch what you did with Riley, filling in all those gaps that she needed. I don't even know if you realize that that's what you're doing. I'm sure you did. Yeah, you did. She's shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm embarrassing her. But then now you've taken, she's now teaching in public school, which is harder because you can't really bring in the Jesus factor. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, but it can't be direct. You can't, but, and actually I have a really good story about. Share it. Um, so not at the school I'm at currently, but a previous school. I worked with a lot of students who came from low-income families and just had a lot of different stories in their backgrounds. And there was one little boy in particular who he definitely was having a hard time that year. There was a lot of things going on at home, but it came up somehow in the classroom. The kids wanted to talk about faith. And so I, they asked me if I went to church. They constantly, the class just wanted to know, do you go to church? Do you go to church? And I would tell them, yes, like it's a direct question. I'm just answering the question. And so one day at recess, this little boy came to me and he said, Mrs. Droll, I, I need to pray. Will you please pray with me? Oh, wow. On the playground, you know? And so he just came over and I was like, okay. And so he, he, he grabs my hand and close it. He, he asked me to close my eyes. <laughs> And of course, I'm trying to watch the rest of the kids on the playground. So I'm like, okay, can you make it fast? Like, So I'm holding this little boy's hand on the playground. And he closes his eyes and just starts talking to Jesus. And just starts praying what's on his heart. And it was one of the most incredible experiences. And he totally led it. It wasn't like I, I didn't say anything or prompt this. He just came up with it on his own. And it was probably just one of the most powerful experiences I've had with my kids and praying with them and well you know on one of my episodes i forget which number now but i had interviewed sarah and mm -hmm. she's a public school teacher as well and bringing in she's a young adult minister mm -hmm. um the leader for our church and but also she's a public school teacher and i think you taught with her right i did teach with her and uh she talked about that that's a challenge mm -hmm. you know um not being able to be bold and come right out but yet like you said if they, if they ask that direct question you can be honest mm -hmm. and and again what gap did you fill right there in that young boy's heart mm -hmm. you know that's pretty powerful that's so special yeah. and that goes to your gifts it talked about um you know you i see your compassion and i know that again i'm a little bit partial because uh you're riley's teacher and you did a fantastic job but you talked about that you're a problem solver that that came up that that was your number one strength but what other special gifts and talents do you think that God's given you to be able to be this person that is approachable enough to have a little boy come up and say, hey, let's pray, when that's not modeled during the day for him whatsoever, mm -hmm. but then also to fill in these gaps wherever that see a need, fill a need? Um, I'm very good at reading people's expressions. And um, I think because I'm good at reading people's expressions, I inadvertently give off expressions like, I can tell you one thing, but my face is going to tell you the true story. And so I think that that honesty makes it approachable. Like my students always 
can tell exactly what I'm thinking. Like, you told me not to laugh at Riley, but Riley 100% knew when she made me laugh. Like, <laughs> she... <laughs> There was no hiding it. Like, I would try really hard. Like, even when she stood on the chair and called me Courtney, like... You gotta share that story. Oh my gosh, guys. Listen to this. If you are depressed, listen to this story. Um, so, Riley used to do her own thing for math, and she knew that she had her activities she had to do while I was teaching the whole class. And when I had finished with the whole class and they started on their independent work, it was my time to go back and help... Riley and she knew that it was unless like she was bleeding dying puking bone sticking out not to interrupt my math lesson well she one day decided that that was not good enough so she's whispering from the back of the classroom Mrs. Draw <laughs> <laughs> and I ignored her and just kept going and kept teaching because we were trying to set that expectation and so um again Mrs. And I ignored and let it go. Well, after a couple more Mrs. Drolls, she got the picture that I was ignoring. So she stood up on the chair and yelled, Courtney! <laughs> From the back of the classroom. And the whole class turned and looked at me like, what is your reaction going to be? And I just asked her to calmly sit down. And I immediately had to turn around because I was... I busted out laughing. And this mother over here, and that was how many years ago, I'm still dying. I'm like, who in the world do you think you are, you little knucklehead? I think I texted you like right away. I, I think you did. And I'm like, oh, Lord have mercy. I do not get paid enough to be this kid's mother. So yeah, so honesty, reading people's expressions, problem solving, these are all the things that make Courtney, Courtney. I want to share one little side note since we're talking about math, my all-time favorite story. And this episode's not really about Riley, but it is funny <laughs> since I'm here, sitting here with Riley's teacher and she really was instrumental in setting Riley on a really good path, getting her organized. Even though I'm organized, she didn't want to listen to mom, but she did want to listen to Mrs. Droll that she sometimes spelled Mrs. Droll. I love that trying too. To get my, yeah. I will never forget. I went to pick up Riley after school one day and Courtney goes to me so I have a little story and I thought oh my gosh I'm, I think I probably did the sign of the cross <laughs> and she goes you got to tell her the one about the math about she can't do she can't do math <laughs> I'm gonna let Courtney tell this story because you guys will love this one too so Riley had told me it was time for her to do math I'm sitting back there with her and she just didn't want to for whatever reason that day was just didn't want to do it and so I kept trying to motivate her and she goes, she just looks at me and she goes, I can't do this math. I have Down syndrome. And I was like, well, that's not an excuse. But then I had to turn my head and laugh. because I know. I wanted to die when she told me. First thing I said was, oh my gosh, I hope you didn't laugh. She's like, no, no, I didn't laugh. I stood over her and said, people with Down syndrome do their math. Get busy. Pick up the pencil. Get to work. She goes, then I went in the bathroom and then I laughed. Well, this mother's horrified because we don't allow Down syndrome to be an excuse for anything. You have to do what everybody else does. And that means you can't sleep during church either, <clears throat> Riley. Um, and so God bless Courtney for finding all different ways to help reach our daughter. And I think it's going to be St. Courtney one day is what I was thinking. And that's it's funny that that's where we are right now. And I didn't really intend for this stream of consciousness to unfold. But when I said St. Courtney, it reminded me to ask you about who has inspired you and your faith to where it's not about just our faith too. It's about wherever you are filling in 
that gap, that void. But right now we have to be speaking about our faith. So who's inspired you in your faith? Probably the most instrumental person in my faith is um, my mom and my Grammy. Shout out mom. Yes, uh, she's listening, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, So they took us to mass every single Sunday, 9.30 mass. You could find the Smith family if you walk down the center aisle of our church in the very first pew to the right. (laughs) We all have our assigned seats. Yes. Um, And if you know anything about the church where I grew up, the... 9.30 Mass was always standing room only uh, by the time Mass started. And so if you can imagine sitting in front row at 9.30 Mass, we didn't get there at 9.30 like the rest of the world. I love you, Mom. But we got there painfully early. (laughs) Um, We were never there at, like, we were always sitting in our pew at 9 o'clock. So if you can imagine mass with two young children is already a challenge for the hour, but my mom put the extra burden of an extra half hour on top of that. That gives a whole Um, new meaning to, what is that saying? Early is on, how does it go again? Oh my goodness. I I know you know this saying. All right, guys, help me out here. Oh, like early early is on on time and and on on time is late. late. That's it. Holy cow. So half hour early to mass with little kids and... And um, so Grammy would go with us every um, week. And so... um, Oh, so we had good cop, bad cop. Well, kind of. Grammy was very traditional in that church was church. You did not clap at church. Mm -hmm. Church was not a, a performance. Like, church was church. And it didn't matter if mass was going on or not. You were in church. And so there was no toy. There were no reading of other books. But they had to do something to keep us occupied. And so Grammy would sometimes take us to the little church store and get us books about saints. And so we would have our books about saints. Um, But one thing she did is she taught us to pray the rosary. She bought my sister and I each a book that told what days of the week you're supposed to do the different mysteries and what mysteries go with what time of year for Lent or Advent. And she would teach us to pray the rosary in that half hour before Mass started. And so that became kind of our time together where not just getting what we needed from mass but getting that extra time like learning to pray the rosary learning about saints or different things like that wow how special and you carry that on even into your classroom and when you're praying with the kids even the little kids only when they initiate though yes if we're in a public school yes if any of those people are listening (laughs) (laughs) so that's what you're doing when you were a kid what are you doing now to stay close to christ so now um attending Mass every Sunday in our local church, although now we are getting to watch it at home on the big screen TV. Yes. Um, But I'm very much an organized, structured kind of person, So in, but I also get bored easily. So in the odd years, I do a verse a day and write out a scripture verse a day and kind of study it. But now that we're in an even year, I've gone back to my Jesus Calling every morning, because I feel like if I do it every year, then it becomes too routine, and I don't want it—I don't want it to become too routine. Um, but then I also—I just finished another book called *The Purpose Driven Life*, and it actually goes right along. It's kind of funny that you bring it up because it goes right along with your finding your purpose. Um, and one of my favorite quotes in it was, "God didn't make us all 
singers because he doesn't need us all in the choir. Mm-hmm. Like, he gave us all different gifts and all different talents. I was not the person he wanted in the choir. Yes, me too. Does Sister Regina kick you out? <laughs> no, it was, she's it was actually Grammy. Grammy? <laughs> I love Grammy so much, but she told me I couldn't sing. She actually, she told me that I needed to either um, quit choir or get some voice lessons. <laughs> She was that Grammy. <laughs> she was, but it was always with lot. Like you knew exactly where you stood with her, and I'm a lot of the same way. Like you know exactly where you stand with me. Right. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you. Like was she gentle about it? Like yeah. Like she um if you made her she that's nice. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, that explains a lot of the things you said to me in parent conferences. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had interviewed you before. <laughs> I see. So you're reading. So that's kind of cool. You have an odd year, verse a day, even year. The Jesus calling. I love that. What a, I love when I have on all these different guests. You know, that's part of the purpose of whatsoever. One sixty eight is that the goal really? It's not my goal. This is Jesus inspired. This mm-hmm. is to give us all these different ideas. My head is overflowing with ideas from all the different amazing guests we have, and now I have another one. So we have odd years, even years, folks. If you are looking for different ways to pray, and then do you have any other special prayer practices? Not really. Um, my time on my way to work is my kind of. I want to. I want to cut like free prayer. I don't like just kind of my time. Like I'll put on music or listen to Jen's podcast or just that's my like quiet time in the morning just to kind of get myself in the right headspace for the day. Are you still praying the rosary? Yes, but that's more not on my way to work because that would be a little too. <laughs> no, you know my buddy just showed me. Oh my goodness, probably about a year ago. There is on you can it's one of those things you can attach to your steering wheel and it has the little oh the raised goodness. dots and I was sitting there thinking but what happens if you have to turn yeah and then how do you <laughs> but I, I don't know there's our like we could add to that and make an invention and like yeah. do even better I love it oh my goodness do you have I know a teacher who has a rosary that's over a hundred years old do you have a rosary that's really special to you or. I do. So talking about our time that half an hour before church started sitting in church, my sister and I always admired my mom's rosary because it was like these crystal beads and it, depending on how you held it, the light changed the colors different ways. Um, And so Grammy bought Felicia and I each a, just a plain white rosary when we were little, probably because she didn't want to break them. (laughs) Um, But for our first communions, we each got a rosary like our mom's. And she had it blessed for us. And so oh, that man. is very special to me. Oh, that is so sweet. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And in the background, I hear Bonnie snoring <laughs> over here. Oh, my goodness. So funny. Well, that brings me to, I want to learn a little bit more about you. We're going to do a little thing. I just started this not too long ago. It's called Rapid Round. <laughs> do you remember listening to any of the episodes with Rapid Round? Yes. Okay. So we have... I think 10. I'm not very good at math either, like Riley, so I can't really count, and I'm not going to count really quickly, but I'm going to ask these questions to you, and you just okay. fire them off. Are okay. you ready? Okay. All right, get in position. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have clickers here. Are you ready? Okay, so Courtney, rapid round, and here we go. What is your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Oh, mine too. What is your bucket list travel place? Iceland. Iceland. We're Ooh. actually, depending on how the, we have tickets. 
depending on how this virus thing goes for this summer. <laughs> okay, that wasn't very rapid, but here we go. She likes Iceland. Favorite guilty pleasure? Friends. Friends, this show. Uh, who inspires you? My Grammy. Grammy. Your favorite food? Lasagna. Favorite book? Beverly Cleary books. Aww, I like her too. Favorite saint? Uh, St. Louise. Who? St. Louise. Louise, okay. Uh, favorite parable? The mustard seed. Ooh, I was just talking about that. Favorite scripture passage? I can do all things. And then your best quote or advice that impacted you the most? Long pause. I know. <laughs> that one's hard. Um, probably just my mom or my Grammy just telling me just to, you know, get over it. Like... <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go back to the get over it thing. <laughs> what is that all about? Um, so there would be times when some, you know, just your tantruming. I don't like that's not really the right word because it wasn't like I was totally throwing down, but just like frustrated about something or not getting my way. And um, Grammy would just look at me and say, oh, get over it. Wow. Like, <laughs> kind of like suck it up, buttercup. Kind of like, yeah, that was her version of suck it up, buttercup. And when Grammy said that to you, you kind of knew like, yeah, I need to just get over it. Like, <laughs> right, right. I love it. And then you said your favorite saint is St. Louise. Tell us about her. Well, I was named after my, my middle name is Louise, and I was named after my Grammy. And um, St. Louise did a lot with teaching and helping. And so I just, that's who I always dressed up as for Saint Day when we <laughs> were in Catholic school. And it was who I was named for. It was my confirmation saint. Aw, it's so special. I think I told you about my, did I ever tell you about my story about my saint name? So we didn't have Google back when I was in seventh grade and my sponsor was my religion teacher who happened to also be my homeroom teacher, happened to be my English teacher who inspired me to be an English teacher, Mrs. Gribben, may she rest in peace. And we needed a saint. And of course, I don't know if I waited to the last minute. I forgot. I don't know. But anyhow, I went to my mom and I was like, mom, I need a saint. She goes, how about Saint Anne? I'm like, well, who's she? So clearly I wasn't doing that well <laughs> in my little Catholic school. But uh, she's like, she's Mary's mother. I was like, oh, okay. So fast forward all these years later, and I find my confirmation certificate. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that I spelled St. Anne wrong. I spelled it A-N-N. -N. So I go back to my mother. This is like eight years ago. You know, of course, I'm, I'm like a revert to the faith. So now my faith is growing. I'm learning. And I see that Anne is A-N-N-E. I find my... So, I, so I'm trying to think in my head, did I spell it wrong? Well, now I find the certificate. I go back to my mom. My ma, oh my gosh, my confirmation name is... I spelled it wrong. And my mom goes, well, how should I know? <laughs> like, this is so profound. I was like... All right, well, we didn't have Google back then. Yeah. And I really didn't like the Dewey Decimal System, which I'm sure you heard of. I'm not sure you ever had to do. Yeah, we did. We had it okay. in our school library. Yeah. All right. So they trained you with that. With the catalog cards, you needed to go in the drawer. Oh, gosh. It was a nightmare. And then yeah. you had to hope they put the book back where it belonged. Or the card. Correct. <laughs> Correct. That is true. Well, ours had the little pokey hole things so there. So, And knowing you, you went back there and fixed them if they were out of order. You know. So, yeah, she's raising her fingers. <laughs> See, there's that see avoid fill avoid yep. kind of thing that's so courtney so courtney well let's go back to your ministry here thank you for that rapid round i love learning about people's favorite saints and parables and you said the mustard seed 
You know what, before we go on, I, I want you to share a little bit about that. Why the mustard seed? I just really like the idea that it doesn't, ha- your faith doesn't have to be something grandiose or something that is large and larger than life to be meaningful. I am very much the person who, in our church now, um, I enjoy sitting in the back, kind of not around people I know, because I feel like I get more out of mass when I'm alone, centered and focused than mm-hmm. when I am with a group of people or like with a bunch of people I know. And so I like the idea that our faith can be that quiet, small thing that can grow to this wonderful thing if we nurture it correctly. It's funny that you say that because in preparing for our interview, because I knew I needed to stay focused and not get sidetracked on all of our (laughs) funny stories, I came across this beautiful quote by St. Dominic Savio. Have you ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. He's very young when he died. I think he was 14 when he died. And what a beautiful faith. And St. Dominic said, I am not capable of doing big things, but I want to do everything, even the smallest things, for the greater glory of God. And how perfect that Mm -hmm. your favorite saint correlates to this with the mustard seed. I love that. And I do, I love that parable too. That's from what, Matthew, right? I think that's Matthew. Oh boy, I'm sure I'm going to be getting comments if it's not from Matthew. (laughs) Watch it roll. So let's take this smallness that's really a big thing and Mm -hmm. go back. Do you have any other special stories about your ministry? She talked about obviously some of the funny stories with Riley Mm -hmm. and that story about that young man who asked you to pray. I mean, that's so profound. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Obviously, we're not trying to top it. Do you have any, any funny stories, any silly stories, any standout stories in dealing with ministry? I just recently became like our school's version of student council because it's an elementary school, so we don't have like they're they're younger. But I, the people who were in charge of it the year before, stepped down, and so they approached me and they're like, "Do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I wrapped one of my I got one of my teammates to do it with me. Um, but we just recently, right before the holidays, which I guess isn't that recent anymore. <laughs> I know, it's time going by so fast. Um, we did a, a food drive at our school, and the and the kids actually, by the end of it, they filled my, we had to put the seats down in my SUV, and my SUV was filled to the brim with food, and we got to take it to a, another school that so that they could pass it out to their families and things that were struggling during the holidays and send the kids home with food for winter break. That's awesome. Now, did your students do that? So my student council students were the ones who organized it and kept track of the food and everything, but we did a school-wide. They, my student council kids like organized it, basically. And That's amazing. And you never know how far that food's going to go. I know I took our youth ministry to, or youth group to the Brevard Sharing Center, mm-hmm. and we helped sort the cans. And we put them in these big boxes, and the guy who works in the back, Tommy, wonderful guy, he showed us this massive loading container it looked like the back of a semi mm-hmm. so he brought the kids over we're looking at it and the kids are like oh this is going to last for like you know four or five months six months he goes no this will all be gone by thanksgiving by christmas for sure and all of our mouths mine included dropped mm-hmm. the the need is so great out there and how amazing that you know it's not about trying to do big things like saint dominic said it's just mm-hmm. doing your little part yeah. i know there's a yiddish proverb i used to put up on my board when I taught school, it said, if each one sweeps before his door, the whole street will be clean. Yes. 
You know, it's like if we all do our little part, like so much better. And that's the neat thing about your ministry is that your quiet willingness to just step in, well, you kind of got suckered, sort of, in this little student council thing. <laughs> But, but you said yes. You didn't have to say mm-hmm. yes. You know, you could have yeah. you just said no. I'll, I'll be the assistant. Mm-hmm. But that's so important. Sometimes we are called to be bigger pieces and yeah. bigger parts of the body, mm-hmm. you know, and so your willingness to say yes. So, okay, so as I hear Bonnie snoring over here and as we begin to wind it down, I was wondering, is there a way that people can reach out to you? I know if some people want to talk to you maybe about student council, maybe they want to talk to you a little bit about your Grammy or the rosary or just anything that comes to their hearts if they wanted to reach out to you how could they go about doing that uh probably the easiest way to find me is on facebook okay and i think my name is actually courtney droll i think i actually used my name can you spell your name because courtney is the name that's spelled um, differently c-o-u-r-t-n-e-y and then it's droll d-r-o-l-l and then are you on the gram i am but I can't think of what my name is. <laughs> I will go and look it up for Courtney. She's so prepared. <laughs> I think it's Courtney Lou. I think it's Courtney Lou, but I'm going to go ahead and look it up. Maybe we'll look it up here before we head on out. So there we go. You can reach out to Courtney. I know she'd love to hear about you, get some feedback about what she had to say and what she shared on her po- on this podcast. And then are you promoting anything? Washing your hands. keep a keep a safe distance from everybody yes we are safe distance right here we are we are stay well stop the spread (laughs) yes so like a lot of the things that you learned in kindergarten or should have learned like seriously wash your hands that means soap riley that means soap all right and what else did we learn in kindergarten? We learned to share. Saying say ABCs while you wash your hands. Oh. If you sing the ABCs, that's enough to get your... That's if you're in public school. If you're in private school, say the Our Father. All right? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, we used okay. to do that with the kids. <laughs> Exactly. So what did we learn in kindergarten? We learned to wash our hands. We learned to share, meaning don't hoard toilet paper folks I, what are you preparing for or chicken like i tried to buy chicken the other day Seriously. for my husband's lunches and there's like no meat like what what are you doing with it i know people I are know. crazy and then what else we learn and to be kind oh my goodness don't be shoving little old people out of the way because you got to get your last roll of toilet paper and we learned about personal space yes personal space bonnie hasn't learned that yet but we're working on yes it. <laughs> She's got the snoring thing down, though. Yes. She does. Okay, so we can reach out to you on Facebook. We can reach out to you on Instagram. You are promoting all the skills that you learned in kindergarten. Before I have you share your 168 Don't Wait Challenge, I do want to give a shout-out to Courtney and her mother. Episode 6 is about my daughter, Cassie. She started a little ministry. We're kind of a little bit on hold right now. It's titled Pillows for Pals. You can catch her on the gram, Pillows for Pals. And she is sewing pillows for the homeless. And Courtney and her mother have, hi Mindy, we love you. I'm so glad that God crossed our paths. But Mindy and Courtney have compiled some pillows that I am taking today, Mindy, I promise. Um, But they have compiled some pillows so that Cassie has some pillows to give out to some of the homeless around town. Very grateful to you guys for supporting 
Cassie's little ministry, Pillars for Pals. Grateful for you guys listening to the podcast and then acting on it. I really appreciate that. If you get a chance, go on my Instagram. You can see a little plug there for Mindy holding up some pillows. She looks yeah. so cute. Oh, it's such a cute She's picture. She's always your mom. cute. She She's is always. always. Cute. That's where you get it from. <laughs> so anyhow, I just wanted to say thank you very much for that. Cassie is waiting. I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast, but our beloved Deacon Mike had an accident the day after Christmas. And Cassie is super duper duper partial to Deacon Mike, and she wants Deacon Mike to bless all of her pillows. So we're on the holdout right now as we're getting all these pillows, mm-hmm. and um, we're prayerful that Deacon Mike will have a full recovery. And hats off to his wife, Susan, who's been by his side every day for the past almost four months now. Good grief. So, big colossal thank you to Courtney and her mom for supporting that little ministry. And let's knock our socks off. You know, we have the 168 Don't Wait Challenge. There are 168 hours in the week. Did you know that before? Yes. I know. See, she did. Another reason. She's not just good at grammar, guys. She's good at math, too. <laughs> so she could do the math. And she listens to the podcast. So anyhow, 168, 168 hours in the week. We're trying to get people to get up and get moving. Doesn't mean you have to give 160 hours, but just an hour or two here and there, serving others, being kind. And so what is your 168 Don't Wait Challenge? Um, Well, we have all this time on our hands now, so I'm challenging you to take some time and look within yourself and what are some of your God-given strengths and talents and how can you use those to help others or help your community? Not not something you want to be able to do or something you want to improve on, but what is something you already are able to do? What is something you already have a talent for? I love that. Um, It reminds me of this quote from Mother Teresa. I can do things you cannot. You can do things I cannot. And together we can do great things. Oh my gosh. I love her. I mean, she's amazing. I can do things you can do. You can do things I can do. And together pull it off and that's that whole filling in the void thing it's funny i think when i think of you i think of it's from proverbs 27 as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another you know and you mentioned about being in the choir okay so we both are not in the choir (laughs) but let's just pretend that i were in the choir i know sister regina is spinning in her grave right now (laughs) and you're not even still when we get together there's some way that i can inspire you and then there's something that you can do that inspires me that okay maybe you won't ever really be in the choir loft but you might get better and people might not cover their ears when they're standing next to you in church and then you know maybe riley will get good at math or something like that right that whole iron sharpens iron oh my goodness courtney it's so good to see you it's so good to see little bonnie aka brownie I'm I'm over the moon ecstatic that you came on the podcast. I know that you've been a faithful listener and supporter. I actually ran the podcast idea by her before I actually got started. She actually started following me before I was a me. So do you remember I that? Was your first, I was like, she was my first <laughs> follower. We love Courtney. She is so great. And I just wanted to share that when I think about Courtney, and of course I'm partial because of all the ways that you help my daughter. When you have a child with special needs, and somebody's so kind to that person, it's it's incalculable the gratitude that a parent holds. And I know that I've said that to you. We're sitting here with the, we made a little quilt for Courtney as a way to say thank you for all of her hard work and all the ways that she filled in the gaps, just with my own kid alone. And then not to mention too, that Cassie, my littlest one, was coming in the classroom 
after school and you always embraced her. You always found a way to fill in the gaps for her. And I know that sounds really silly, but it's, it wasn't to me, but it, it did not go overlooked by Cassie. Cassie's my tally taker. You know that, yeah. right? And so, so obviously I'm partial to her, but I often think of this Bible verse and I know you guys all know it. It's from John and I love the book of John. And it says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. And so that's from John chapter 15. And, and obviously you and I are friends, but it's really not about me. It's about you glorifying God. And I know that you're in public school right now, so it's a little bit harder to say, hey, I'm working for God. But the neat thing is, is you don't need to. Mm -hmm. I wear my crucifix not for you. I wear it for me as a reminder. But the neat thing is, is like you, you're that crucifix. You go out and you get to be Jesus and you get to fill in these gaps and you do it cheerfully. You do it lovingly. You do it with the desire to, to sharpen iron. But the beauty of you is that you know that there's still so many ways and rooms for you to grow. And I'm so glad that you were here. Thank you. I don't know if you have any final words. No, thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. <laughs> and I know that your mother is listening and she's so proud. And today's the anniversary of Grammy's passing. How many years? 10 years. Today. 10 years today. And so I know that she's looking down and smiling. And I know she's so proud of you and the person that you become and the person that she sees that you're growing into. And I know that you're continuing on in her steps. And I'm glad that God crossed our paths. And I thank you for coming here today. And we're going to keep our social distance and not hug goodbye. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming out, Courtney. We love you. And you guys have a great week. And like Courtney said, wash your hands. Yes. A lot. Twice. And then wash them again. And use soap. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. God bless. Yeah, what she said. Wash your hands and then wash them twice. Anyhow, I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to meet Courtney. There is so much depth and goodness to her beautiful soul that this episode really wasn't enough to cover all the goodness that's inside of her. Inspired by her mom and Grammy, there's so much energy, so much passion, and so much love that's put into every single thing that she does. And if you'd like to chat with Courtney or catch up with her, you can reach her on Facebook at Courtney Droll, and you can also meet her on the gram at CourtneyLou28. And be sure to leave a comment here and keep in touch with us too. Oh, and if you haven't already subscribed to my podcast, Whatsoever 168, please subscribe now. My goal is to hit 100 followers by Pentecost, but with everything that's going on and everything that's happening now, I cannot do without your help. So please share your favorite episodes and encourage others to subscribe today. As I upload this episode on the day after Easter, remember that God will bring beauty from these ashes. He is risen for all of us. Thank God for God. So let's all go out in the social distancing safe ways for now and rejoice and give thanks to Him. And remember, be nice and make your next 168 hours count for Christ. Person I found, so be nice, cause it's just too.